are a product of our environment. And the journey of our faith and how we walk many times is a result of where we've been. The surroundings of our life. I've had many people look at me and say, you're your father's son. Anybody ever heard that statement? You're the spitting image of your mother. You know, that, that, that declaration is just really... Uh, more than we even know, more than, a, more than a dimple on someone's face or eyes that resemble another. We really become the result of what has been poured into us for so many years. Moms, dads, we have such a great responsibility to pour the right things into our children, to live the right example. Our, our scripture we've been using for this series is found in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight. Now watch what it says. Stripping off every unnecessary weight. Because there are some things that are necessary for you to carry in life. And the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. Tells us in this scripture that there's people that we can look to in the word of God as great examples. We find that all through the word of God, God used dysfunctional families. Just look at the whole story of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look at the whole story of the lineage of how it was passed down. And then Jacob's 12 sons, he would become Israel. And how God, even in the midst of brokenness and at times dysfunction, he would work and see his glory and his plan. Jacob would steal his birthright. He would be labeled a deceiver. But God would say, no, you're Israel. Joseph would be thrown in a pit by his brothers and sold. How many of you know that's brotherly love right there? They didn't kill him, they sold him. Maybe my jokes are off because of the medication this morning. But they put him in a pit, sold him into slavery, but through it all, God got the glory. The Bible says when Joseph had a moment where he could have stood in judgment as God does, the Bible said he chose to do the right thing. The Bible said he blessed his brothers because he decided he was going to cut off the dysfunction that had entangled his family. And somewhere in our journey, we have to make a choice to stand up and be children of God and break the dysfunction that has battled so many of our lives. Not everyone in here is deep in that. But we all have issues in our life. And you know the thing is, they start like this. They start like the little Elsa suitcase, the Disney suitcase. It's little and it's easy and you just kind of drag it along. And, you know, it doesn't have much in it. But, but it starts like this. It, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to wreak too much havoc. I mean, what can Elsa do? And I can't remember the snowman. Olaf. What can Olaf do? I remember a few years back when this movie came out, our youngest daughter had to have an Olaf doll. We went to every store. We looked online, and I don't even remember how much we paid to get an Olaf doll. I don't even know where the Olaf doll is right now. He may have melted already. 
but, but I remember when Olaf was the big hot thing. But this is how it starts, Rahel. It's little, it's easy. And we drag it along in life and things get deposited in us when we're young. Not just as, as children, but as young believers even. Things are deposited in our life and we drag it along and it's, it's not too heavy. And we just kind of walk through life with this little baggage and, you know, it looks cute. But how many of you know cute baggage can do much damage in your life? Things that appear cute, things that do not appear to do much damage now, they anchor in your life and they anchor in your spirit and they grow. See, what happens as, as we deposit in our children or we have others that have deposited in us, we have a responsibility to, to look at what is being deposited in our life and make a choice. I love when I saw our drummer here today. I, I'm, you know, it just touched my heart. Many of you don't know this, but our drummer, uh, Danny Delgado, he lost his mother this last few days. Yesterday, she went to be with Jesus, and she was a faithful, faithful woman of God. And I saw him in the booth today playing the drums, and I saw his Instagram. He said, I chose to come and play the drums because that's what my mother taught me. She taught me to be faithful in the house of God. I want you to know this. When you deposit the right things in your children, when you deposit the right things in the, the lives that you are responsible to govern. Why? Because these things eventually, if you do not watch, they become weather and they become like this stack of suitcases here. And now that what was cute is old and it's weather and it's not as easy to carry and it's not as easy to take through life. It's not as easy to journey with. It's not as cute as it used to be. It's not as shiny as it used to be. It's, it's not as simple as it used to be. But now I'm carrying these things that I got way back when I was just a child and now they are burning my life. They are heavy in my life and everywhere I go, I carry this baggage with me and they become a reminder of what I have walked through. We find that these, the, these baggage and these things that are positive, many times they cause anxiety in our, in our life. They cause us to worry. They cause fear to set in. Rejection that maybe you had, maybe you didn't grow up in a household. There were two parental figures. Maybe you didn't have a father in your life or a mother in your life. So you're dealing with that rejection today and they've become issues that are rooted deep and you carried them as a child, but now you're, you're weigh, they're weighing on you as baggage as you journey through life. And this baggage in your life is causing you to see things and see people and make choices because your perspective is broken. And anger and bitterness is now set in. And there's a lack of forgiveness in your life because you have a foundation that has been laced and been, been de- things that have been deposited. In it. And, and now for many of us, there's things that are coming out of those foundational places. For some, there's, uh, there's, th- there's addictions and strongholds that have risen out of those broken places. There's, um, there's things in our life that we've allowed to take place and places we've allowed ourselves to go because of all of this baggage. When first deposited in us did not look like much, but now it's anchored deep into our life. And somehow, if we don't get away from it, it will eventually destroy us. Why? Because it, in it, we develop trust issues. Not, not just that we don't trust other people, but we fail to trust God. And then we realize we're living with guilt in our life and we live a life of resentment. Resentment is that residue of anger that just covers everything in your life. Resentment is just that cover. Anybody ever 
seen when pollen just seems to cover everything. It covers all the lawn furniture. It covers the car. It just leaves a blanket over everything. That's what resentment will do to you. It will be a blanket of anger that just covers everything in your life. But when you realize God has not called us to live a life, but, but we realize that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against these spiritual and demonic attacks that are trying to come against not only us, but our family and the body of Christ. But I find that the Bible tells me in Colossians chapter 3 that in every word and every deed and every action, I'm to do it as I'm doing it unto Jesus himself. And if I will live a lie, that everything I say, everything I do, I remember that I'm not doing it to you and I'm not doing it to you or I'm not doing it to those that are around me, but I'm doing it unto him, the one that is all and knows all in my life. And if I remember that, I I realize that I've got to deal with this stuff when it's small because it will grow and it will become greater in my life. And if I do not watch, it will set in and resentment will cover me like a blanket. And everything I do, every word, every deed, it will be the filter of how it lives out my life. But I've got a good word for somebody. When Jesus shows up in your life, everything changes. When Jesus arrives on the scene, he looks at the baggage and he says, you know, all of that power right there, I see it, but really in my sight, when it's covered by my grace, it is destroyed by my mercy, it becomes light. Because my burden is always light. Resentment is one of those challenges in every life that is not easily dealt with because we all walk through stuff. It's unresolved anger. And I find that every human probably has some place in their life where they dealt with this. Whether it's you didn't get the extra cheeseburger and you order at McDonald's and next time you go you're checking the bag or it's deep and someone left or someone didn't show up or because of others' choices your life has been shipwrecked or maybe you were dropped in the journey because of someone else's choice and you're living with bruises and broken places and it's caused you to live a life covered in resentment and there's this residue of anger that is in your life and eventually when the pressure is applied just right it rises and comes out of you you have to understand resentful is never helpful in your journey resentfulness unravels relationships in your life if you live a life that is filled with resent and covered in this regret in this broken place it will cause the relationships in your life to continually unravel because you talk and you deal and you engage people through the filter of this hurt and this bitterness. It's unhealthy to not only us, but others in our life. But when you understand that we are called to let go of the baggage, we reveal the hurt, we release people involved. You say, well, pastor, that's not easy. How do I do that? First of all, here's a good a way to release people that have hurt you. Begin to pray for them. I had a lady one time come to me and said, Pastor, you need to pray for the people at my work. She said, everyone 
at my job is filled with the devil. I was like, everybody? She said, everybody. I was like, wow. I said, well, let's start to pray for him. Will you begin to pray? She said, I'll pray. I said, why don't you just pray for him for the next 30 days that God moves on them? She said, okay. She began to pray for them, but for 30 days she prayed. I saw her sometime later. I said, how's work going? She goes, it, it's, it, it's unbelievable what God has done. God has changed almost everyone, not all of them, but almost everyone at that workplace. The reality was this. Not that God didn't change them. He changed her. He changed her perspective. He changed her outlook. And this is what prayer does. It not only works on them, it ultimately works on you because most of the time, people that have hurt you have moved on. And if you engage them, most of the time, they won't even remember what you're talking about. You're still carrying that. You know, I'm through it. But you have this wounded place in your life when you begin to pray for them. Not only are you beginning to bless them and you're covering them, but you are allowing the Holy Spirit to work in that area of your life that many times you have guarded. And many times, you have not allowed him to work in. You pray for them. You bless them. And then you repeat it. You pray for them. Then you bless them. Then you repeat it. You pray for them. Then you bless them. Then you repeat it. You pray for them. Then you bless them. Then you repeat it. Why do you repeat it? Because there is something about resentment in your life. It tries to crawl back in. Hurt tries to call, crawl back in. And those things you've carried, for, you don't even think they're still there, but they are. I have a good friend. He pastors in Dallas. He said they were on vacation a couple months back, and he said they had invited some other people to go on vacation. So they did something they had never done. They tied all their luggage to the roof of their SUV. Anybody ever done that? Put all the luggage on the roof, had it piled nightly, very nice and neat, and they tied it down. Said they were coming in Saturday night. He said, we were in a hurry. You know, it had been a long trip. He said, I got to the house. I pushed the garage door button. The garage came open and I forgot that I had all the luggage on my roof. He said, I pulled into my garage, and he said, not only did I rip all the luggage off, he said, I destroyed the top of my garage. He said, it cost thousands of dollars to get fixed. He said, their luggage was a mess. The garage was all tore apart. What happens is this, sometimes we forget that the baggage is in our life, and we are not continuing to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. It not only damages what we are carrying, it damages things around us, and there are some of us that have damaged other people because of the damage that has been done to us. There are some of us that walk through life and we we thought it still looks like this, but no, now it's old and weathered and it's tattered and it's heavy and it's broken. And we still think we're rolling this little hurt around, but in the reality of it, the hurt is deep and it's large. And now it's this gaping wound that's become infected and it's infecting other people. But I've got a good word today. There's grace in this building that is always sufficient. There's mercy that was brand new this morning, and you can make a choice. The hurt that happened 20 years ago, the damage that was caused a generation back does not have to go to the next generation because what happens many times, the things that we picked up when we were a kid, we pass on to our children. The hurt and neglect and the abuse and the things that were dysfunctional in our life, the divorce that has ran rampant through generation, the dysfunction that has now been passed down from generation 
generation to generation. The abuse that happened in previous generations is now being passed down to new generation. The addictions and the strongholds that were in our father and our mother, they're now in my life. But if I don't watch, I'll pass them to my children. But when you understand that the power of the cross and the power of the word of God and the power of the grace of the kingdom and the power of his mercy has the ability, if you and I will let it, he will not force himself. He will not push himself in. But if you will allow, he will start to unpack your baggage and he will make sure you have the right things for your journey. He will begin to pull out the hurt and the bitterness and the unforgiveness and the things that you have carried for years. And he will go back to childhood places and he will open up the baggage and said that may have happened 30 years ago, but I can heal it today. I can work in it today. I can do something with it today. If you will let me. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus today. Somebody say pray. Bless. Repeat. Keep allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and clean you. Wash your mind and your heart daily. Because all of the fragmented places and broken places that we've walked to have this ability to draw back to our life almost like a magnet. 2 Kings chapter 4. We find there's a mother living with two sons. Her husband is now passed. And the Bible says that the wife of a prophet was having issues. So what it says in verse 1, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he feared the Lord. But now his creditor, watch this, now his creditor is coming to take my two boys. Watch this. His creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she says, your servant has nothing except a small jar of oil. Elisha said, go around and ask your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you. And you and your sons pour out the oil into all the jars until each is filled. And put one aside. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to and kept pouring. And when all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not any jars left. Then the oil stopped flowing. When she went and told the man of God, he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. I watch this. Sell the oil and pay your debts. Sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. She said the debts were her husband. The man of God said, the debts now have become yours. Now watch what happened. She comes and says, my husband had debts. He loved God, but there were things in his life. There were issues in his life. And now those issues are trying to rob us, not only of our present, but our future. His creditors, what he owed, 
is now trying to destroy not only our now, but our tomorrow. Because if you understood what those two sons were to this widow, they were not only her now, but they were her future. They would provide for her. And what she was saying was, my husband had issues, and the creditors of those issues are coming. He loved God, but there were some things in his life when he left were broken. And now those broken places are trying to steal all that we have. The man of God asked this question. He said, what do you have? He says, we're going to allow what is good to triumph over that which is bad. We're going to allow that which is right to triumph over that which is wrong. We're going to allow that which is pure and holy to cover that which is broken, that which needs restored. He said, what do you have in the house? She said, a little bit of oil. He stepped back. That's it right there. Because a little bit of oil can go a long way. If you understood what oil represented in the word of God, it represented the anointing of God. A little bit of the anointing can destroy years and years and years of debt. A little bit of anointing can come in and drive out hurt and brokenness that has tried to invade your family for a long time. A little bit of the anointing can step into your crazy now, cover your messed up past, and declare a prophetic word over your future all at the same time. He said, that's it right there. A little bit of oil can go a long way. I want you to step out in faith. Why? Because you're dwelling on everything that is broken. You need to step in and look through eyes of faith. I want you to go borrow vessels. Well, wait a second. Didn't you just hear what I said? The creditors are coming to my house. I don't have any credit. I don't have anything left to borrow on. There's nothing that I can extend that would be good for these vessels. No, you don't, but God does. And that's where as a a family of faith, you and I come to a place where we know that we will never be able to break through on our own. We will never be able to turn it around on our own. We will never be able to work the hurt or deal with the hurt or fix the hurt by ourselves. The resentment that has covered our life will never be relinquished by our own power. He said, go borrow vessels. Step out into a realm of faith and believe God to take care of it. They went and borrowed vessels everywhere. And the Bible said they got into the house and they closed all the doors. And I love what one version says, and the oil provoked a poor what happens is this when you step out in faith and you allow the Holy Spirit to work in areas that you have guarded that you have tried to hold on to that you are not willing to let go of but you say God we're in the private place now work in my private areas work in those dark places come and invade those areas that I've held on to for years and years and years move in those areas that have caused me to be insecure and caused me me to live a life that seems inferior to others. And the Bible said when they got into the room and they closed the door, the oil began to move till every vessel in the house was full. And the Bible said they ran to the man of God. They looked at the man of God and told him what had happened. And this is what he said. He said, now I want you to take the oil and pay your debt, not your husband's debt, because his death has become your death and it will be your son's death. Go pay the debt, break the curse, and live. Somebody say live. It's time for you to begin to live. It's time to take the little stuff and the big stuff and rise up and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Come on, stand with me this morning. Put your hands together and give him praise today.
whether it still looks like this or it's old and weathered and you've carried it for a long time. This seems easy and fun. This becomes heavy and weary. The issues of my husband are trying to destroy my now and silence my future. Isn't that so true in us? Choices by other people. Tried to come into the now moments of our life where God wants to do such a great work. Well, not even just our now. He wants to silence what God is saying about our tomorrow. And he said, go sell the oil. What he was saying was this. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit bear up the price and the cost of all of the hurt and all of the debt. Let him carry the burden. Let him pick up all of the broken pieces. And then he said, live. Somewhere we've just got to make a choice. We're going to live. We're going to breathe. We're going to love. We're going to forgive. We're going to release. We're going to bless. We're going to honor. We're going to trust. We're going to forget. Some of you here today just need the gift of forget released in your life. Because you're living in the rearview mirror. And God says, look out the front windshield. Look how much I've got in your future. But you're living in the rearview mirror. Automobile industry has it all figured out. They give you a huge front windshield because that's where you're headed. And just a small rearview mirror to occasionally glance at where you've been. But some of us like to live life. Some of us like to live life in the rearview mirror. And what happens is it causes us to crash and get off course and hurt other people. But this is what the word of God was for the woman of God. This is not just about you. It's about a future generation and future generations. And if you do not let the oil cancel the debt today, it's not your husband's debt, it's yours. You're now carrying offense. You're now carrying hurt. You're now carrying unforgiveness. You're now carrying bitterness. You're now living a life that is resentful. It's now yours. Whether you know it or not, it's yours. Whether you know it or not, you're now carrying it. Even though it was their choice, it's now yours because you've owned it and you've taken hold of it and you carry it wherever you go and you drag it around and you just let it tag along with you in every step of your journey. If you don't, you don't see it, but it's now yours. He said, no, I'm not asking about your husband's death. I'm telling you, pay your debt and begin to live. Allow the Holy Spirit to come into those areas of your life. There's some of you here, you have debt and hurt and brokenness you've carried for generations in your family. You're dealing with issues that were stronghold with your grandfather and your granddaddy and your daddy and it's now in your life and if you don't watch it, it'll be in your kid's life. Fear that has just been passed down. But I want to pray with you today. And I want to pray that each of us as the team gets ready to come and lead you in worship, the Holy Spirit would come in 
We're going to dedicate 28 babies today later on in our services. And I'm praying that every one of those children, it's always a noisy service because they're all sitting in the audience. I'm praying that every one of those that we will pray over, nothing of past generations, no residue of anything that has already been lived out would be carried into this generation or the next. Because it starts out like that. Some of you have been carrying for a long time. I want to pray over you today. I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit would come. And if your baggage is piled up and heavy over just something small you're willing around, he would cover it, break it. And that somehow you would rise and be able to let it go. If you've been hurt, the Holy Spirit would allow you to pray for those that have hurt you, bless those that have hurt you. Because the truth of the matter is, yes, they probably hurt you because they were hurt. They were carrying baggage, and it's just a cycle. But today, I feel the Holy Spirit. It may not seem like much. You may just say, Pastor, I've just got a little bit of oil. It can do a lot in your life. So, Pastor, I don't feel like I'm full of God's presence. A little bit of Him will go a long way in your life. So, Father, I pray today. I pray today. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, there's some things that I'm carrying. I've carried. I was hurt by my spouse. I was wounded by a parent. I was broken by a teacher, a Cub Scout leader, someone that was given a place to cover me, but they wounded me. People said things about me. They bullied me. They hurt me. And I've carried that. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, that's me. Just lift that thing to him today and let the oil work in it. Just slide your hand up and say, it's yours today. Amen hands all over this place. It's yours today. It's yours today. It's yours today.